Warning, we are about to spoil the 1957 movie, Throne of Blood. If you haven't seen the movie and plan on watching it, then click away now. Or if you've already seen it, or you just don't care, then please stick around. All right, boys, Mr. Mifune is on up there. Just shoot arrows around him. Should be safe. Well, uh, this movie goes on the headshot list. Bit dark, but hey, it's on there. everybody and welcome to cinema roulette we are back this time for the uh fourth kurosawa movie on the wheel um, which means we're done because yeah. all directors only got four right cameron <laughs> right cameron <laughs> right cam <laughs> just like cut off and have like a boop <laughs> <laughs> strangle noises yeah. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, anything you want to say before we announce the title of the movie? No, let's, let's just go into I, I have no banter here. Throne of Blood. <laughs> We just reenacted a scene because we went quiet for like 10 minutes. Listen to that silence. Ugh. Like wandering through the forests, being kept there by an evil spirit. Clever tie-in noises. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know how to segue off So, that. anyway, Throne of Blood. Uh, do you want to just go right into the synopsis then and then do thoughts afterwards? Because uh, I don't think it'll take super long, yeah? Uh, well... I mean, I could just say the opening of the movie, it spoils the end. Yeah, it does, but we should probably go a little more in-depth than that. I don't have anyone's name. Uh, that You know what? That's fine. I mean... <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, you guys could follow along, right? Yeah. I would say, so just for an example as to how ridiculous some of these names are, main character is supposed to be uh, named Wajizu Tai Takitoki. Uh his friend is supposed to be Washizu Asaji, and um, I th or no, that's who played Lady Macbeth. Uh, and Takashi Shimura is Odakura Noriyasu. So just that just goes on like that, um, except when you get to the other players, which are just titled as First General, Washizu's Workmen, Senior Lady in Waiting, and so on and so forth. And before you yell at us for being rude. I am the one summarizing, and I can hardly remember people's names when it's American. So you give it a long <laughs> Japanese name, I am not going to fucking remember it. No matter how many times you say it. Yep. I'm sorry, my memory is bad. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's all good. No, your memory's fine. <laughs> Actually, it's not. <laughs> You're fine. Anyway. <laughs> ADHD's a bitch. Aw. So we open on a desolate field because everyone is going to die and it bur everything burns down. I'm not spoiling the ending. This is, again, the narration. Yeah. It's like, there was a great warrior here and everyone got fucked. I'm very tempted to ask you to insert the clip. And then everybody died. The end. And everyone died. The end. Fine, I'll put it in. A SpongeBob clip is always allowed. Yeah. And value select is also always allowed. Just I will say I'm not going to put it in and then put it in anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Max. You're amazing. 
Oh, Max is so good. Go watch Valley Select. Yes. <laughs> After this. Yeah. We'd appreciate it if you stick around. You know, give, give, give us some views. I'd appreciate it. I mean, technically, the system we use counts a view even if someone watches for only a minute. So... <laughs> That number went up, and I got free serotonin, so <laughs> everyone wins. It's a win-win situation, unlike the characters in this movie. Yeah, this is just a lose-lose. Actually, not, people could have won, but everyone got all antsy. It's because of fatalism and pride. And, uh, gatekeep... Gaslight Girl Boss, but we'll get to that. We will get to Gatekeep Gaslight Girl Boss. <laughs> I'm not going to call her that. It's funny, though. Gatekeep Gaslight Girl Boss. Okay, anyway. So we're in a part of Japan. I know. Surprise. Guess what? It's the samurai era. Another surprise. Wow, a samurai film made by Kurosawa? What a surprise. <laughs> we're up in the is big for and the main king is like shit people are rebelling and the rebels are doing pretty good un until they're not it's like oh hey we pushed them back and then we pushed them back more they're back in the north castle they lost we win yeah it's actually kind of a clever way to show a battle going on without having to actually show the battle as they keep showing the uh messengers who keep coming in and giving reports on what's going on and then there's two of the leaders men austin the forest because they're supposed to... I forget what they're doing specifically. I think they were going to scout out the North Castle. Yes. Because uh, the enemy has been backed into a corner there. Mm -hmm. And the king is like, oh, just fucking kill him. Because they wanted to surrender, but no. We're not letting them surrender. <laughs> However, the two men are, are lost in the forest because of evil spirits. Luckily, we find the evil spirit. Would it be a shame if someone else wanted to spoil the rest of the movie? So the evil spirit spoils the rest of the movie. <laughs> He's like, so you guys are going to do this and you're going to do this. How's that sound? So you're going to rule the North Castle. You're going to rule Fort One. You're going to take over the place. You're going to be really mad about it, but probably die. And your son is going to take over the North Castle. Well, no, take over the entire kingdom. Great. Cool, I guess. And it turns out the first part is right. Our main character man takes over the North Castle, and his buddy goes and takes over uh, the main defense fort one. Because they did such a darn good job. <laughs> and after... I don't think it ever gives a specific amount of time that passes. I don't think it does uh, either. So it's just supposed uh, to be like shortly. Okay, what's after. the main actor's name? So I can at least say that. To Toshiro Mifune. Mifune is the main character. He's Lear in North Castle, and he's there with his wife, and his wife is like, you know, they're all going to betray you. <laughs> Your buddy's going to fucking rat you out, and the king's going to be like, yo, that dude's a piece of shit. We should kill him. And he goes, ah, they wouldn't do that. And immediately, a man, one of his men comes in and is like, yo, the king's coming. <laughs> I don't know why, but like when you started out impersonating the wife, it sounded like you were going for a Joker accent. You're like, mm, it kind of was because she is <laughs> just yeah. evil. She is. You're going, mm, so mm. like you're kind of going for like the Heath Ledger Joker. Yes. <laughs> and he gets a little tense because his wife just said all this. But then the king's like, hey, you're going to go on a fucking trip. Your buddy's going to watch the castle. It's going to be fine. 
And he's like, oh, that's awesome. Goes back to his wife. He's like, see, you're a stupid bitch. I got this. It's fine. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to come back. And we'll all be good. And she's like, they're going to, like, uh, stab you in the back. <laughs> they're just going to shoot you there. You already lost control of the castle. Only thing to do now is kill the king. <laughs> Because that is obviously the next option. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, yes, that is the immediate next step is kill the king. He kind of just, he's like, no. And then she goes and poisons the guards so that, well, not poison, but knocks them out. And once that's done, he's just like, fuck. <laughs> and then he goes and kills the king. Yep. So now he's king and he blames one of the guards to as a traitor so that way no one suspects him. How does how does his friend die? I forget. Um, I forget too, actually. I think he's about to rat it out because he he knew the prophecy and then just gets fucking shanked. Yeah, something like that. And then he's king. It goes pretty well. And well, okay. First off, he goes after doing this. He goes to his wife and is like, "Okay, I'm not going to." push this any further i'm not going to try fight fate i'll let my best friend's son take over i will step down in power when that happens and it will be fine yeah he kind of dies off screen remember because he's supposed to go show up to the banquet and then doesn't and they see his ghost <gasps> oh right right yeah um oh because one of his men kills him yes because he's an idiot but his wife also says like we don't need we don't need his son I have a baby. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why this is the wife's voice, but it is now. I kind of want it. <laughs> I have a baby on the way. Yes. <laughs> it will be king. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that whole uh, bloodline thing, you know. <laughs> so, uh, fuck him. <laughs> he's still going to try to go through with this, but then, as we said, his friend gets murdered by one of his guards before coming to a banquet. And the this is bad just a bit he, in somewhat of a drunken rage and also still seeing the evil spirit pop up now king gets mad goes to the forest and sees the spirit is like okay i want to be ruler i want this to work out and the spirit's like it's okay you'll never lose a battle you would only lose if the forest moves closer to the castle yep it's like oh fuck yeah forest can't move i'm awesome <laughs> And also, uh, his best friend's son is planning a rebellion with other soldiers to come kill him. But he riles up his men. He's like, I have talked to a forest spirit. Forest spirit said, Nate, shit ain't gonna happen because the forest has to come here. And guess what doesn't fucking move? That's right, trees. Yep. I mean, that would be silly, right? And then uh, his wife loses the baby. That's a bad sign. And she kind of goes crazy with guilt over getting all these people killed and nothing to show for it, basically. Yeah. She's just stuck trying to wash blood off her hands, and there's no blood. There's not even water in the bucket. She wonders where she got this blood. Yeah. Well, I know how I got this blood in my hand. And <laughs> King try still tries to be like, okay, okay, we're good, we're good, we're good, we got this. But then the trees come in. <laughs> And and the all of his troops just panic. All his troops go, well, we're going to fucking lose, so... And then they <laughs> shoot him with arrows. Yep. 
I mean, he, he <laughs> I mean, they fuck him up. Uh, <laughs> like, jeez, a lot of arrows. Like, Punisher would even go, damn, that's a lot of arrows. <laughs> like, that's a bit overkill, guys. Come on. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and then he dies. And the movie ends. Yep. And that is Throne of Blood. Now, the, he never even sits in a throne. He never sits in a throne, and they never drop the title, even though there was a perfect time to drop said title. There was. Because, like, Toshiro Mifune is talking to the forest spirit. He's like, ha ha. He's like, I will kill them all. He's like, oh, will you? You'll build your thing on top of all their bodies. And that was, like, the perfect opportunity to say, like, you will build your throne of blood or something. But no. <laughs> or your throne will be. Um, so I, I say we get the uh, positive out of the way first. So, oh, we're, okay, we'll just have negative for the yeah, last Yeah, I, I think cinematography, sound design, spe technical specs, all perfect. Okay, there is one really fucking cool thing, and it's done right at the beginning. Because, as I say, it opens on a wasteland after everything's burnt down and all that's left is the grave of our main character. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, it's showing fog over the wasteland, and the fog fades to reveal the big castle like as it yeah. reappears to tell the story it is ridiculously seamless and for 1957 so impressive <laughs> that was super cool <laughs> yeah um and there's just obviously the action scenes are well shot and um because this was after seven samurai after he figured out um to use like multiple cameras to capture the action so that's fantastic uh sound design's really good there's some Brutal stuff in there. I still love the scene where he slits the one guy's throat and you kind of see blood going on the floor, but you don't really, I guess he didn't want to get censored or something, but you do hear him like gurgling and like, and like a splat as he hits the floor. It's pretty fucking yeah. brutal. <laughs> um, I'm actually surprised. I said this before we started the episode, but I'm surprised Kurosawa didn't ever direct theater. Yeah. Because a lot of his camera work, even from the other movies we watched of his, feels very theatrical feels like a theater it's always very far back so you see all the characters and the setting yes um and but this one especially you could kind of feel the more theater thing and we got that a little bit with um the first half of high and low that i could definitely see that being adapted as a play yeah um and but yeah this too and this one is technically a play yeah and i i think that was his intent with this one specifically was that you know it was based off of shakespeare so i wanted to, he wanted to give like a little play thing to it and i do love like the scenes between him and uh when uh the lady is like tempting him and telling him joyous horrible things like you just get like kind of the the, the good two shots and like close-ups of like their faces and how they react and stuff um i just think it's really well done um I also really love the costume design in this uh, because Toshiro Mifune switches outfits numerous times throughout the movie and it all looks like, you know, of the period, obviously, but like it looks like something out of like a Japanese painting or something. Yeah, it doesn't. It's this weird balance of being unrealistically flashy, but still grounded enough to seem like an outfit someone would wear. Yes. So. <laughs> That was really well done. I just really liked that. And obviously set design was really clever. There was one really cool moment, like when the spirit initially disappears, because he kind of, he makes him float on a wire or whatever. And he goes up and then like flash and he's gone. And then um, it's a shot behind them and they go into the house to check out, see where it is. And it goes outside, like through the back. And then when the camera comes back and they walk forward, the house is just gone. 
Yeah, that was a cool moment too. Just some of the seamless transitions are really cool in this. Um, <laughs> and I wonder if you could get away with something like that on a stage play. There'd probably be a way to do it. You'd need like some bit of a uh, magician work, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'd agree. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's good. And honestly, as an adaptation of uh, Macbeth, it is really solid because it's not like a direct retelling of it. Um, he varies it up enough, obviously changes the whole setting and everything, but he does he changes a couple things as well and um, combines some characters like the witch or whatever, the evil spirit. In the original play, that was three witches. Mm. And he kind of combined those and like streamlined a couple of them, but everyone in it has a parallel, obviously, to Shirmafune and whoever plays his wife. I just I I feel bad. I can't remember the, her name, um, but um, they're supposed to be Macbeth and Lady Macbeth and all that. And it, it's true the play in that the lady like kind of like twists Macbeth around and gets him to commit murder so they can gaslight. Gaslight. That's it. That's the word. Our gaslighting him. So that is her entire character basically summed up. Gaslighting. <laughs> yeah, just any scene she said, it's like, oh, you're happy? Well, you shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> and here's why. And then he gets sad. Why are you so sad? <laughs> just murder. Just Easy. M- yeah. So... Um, it, I just, I feel like it's loose enough to just be its own thing and just honestly, it could introduce some people to it. Now I'm not a huge Shakespeare fan, Shakespeare fan either. Um, I find a lot of it pretentious and I just think just, it hasn't translated well to modern day, but there is things to be appreciated about it, obviously. And I think he did really well in adapting that. So wait, are you telling me you don't think Romeo plus Juliet works as a film? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> We're not going to do any Boz Luhrmann on this show. Sorry, guys. You know, okay, I'll be fair. I'd be totally open for Romeo plus Juliet. That movie is uh, fucking hilarious. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I we'd be down for that. And if, uh, when we do eventually get around to it, I'd say we'll we'll talk about Boz Luhrmann more then. Uh. <laughs> if you pay me uh, $2,000, we'll do an episode of his uh, Great Gatsby. 2000's your uh, minimum, huh? Minimum, yeah. Okay. I get a thousand of it, though, because I won't have to sit through that fucking thing again. Okay, $3,000. Bitch. Uh- <laughs> I want my 2000 to sit through that movie. All right. $3,000 it is. I-, I-, I can concur that. I would say, oh, I'd give me 2000 too, then make it 4000 But, you know, I'm not going to make it too unreasonable. Uh I'll settle for two unreasonable donate yeah. two people three thousand dollars. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll settle for a thousand and ju- I'll settle for uh, uh, what would that percentage be? Like you get two thirds, I get a third. I don't know the percentage, but hey, that's math, not my forte. Thirty three point three 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 three. There you go. That's it. I will settle for thirty three point three with the little squiggly above it. Or just a line. It doesn't have to be squiggly. Well, line. Yeah, you're right, but. <laughs> um so yeah um there are things about this movie that are really good and that i really enjoy anything else that you can think of you enjoyed um you've said his name fucking three times already Toshiro, and i still can't toshiro mifuna yeah his performance is, his performance is fantastic yeah he does a great job with that i will yeah. the wide range of emotions is very well done yes <laughs> And he's like in there in the scenes where he needs to go like over the top and be like boisterous and like 
<laughs> he does really well. Like he doesn't go like to the point of like ridiculously silly, but he he's just he, he has this energy and just like yeah, he he has such range as an actor cuz in high and low we saw him as more of a reserved, you know, dad type, you know, shoe salesman type person, and this he's just a samurai general who's full of himself. Yeah, and uh, the scene, like, where uh, it's the dare party and he keeps seeing the ghost, that's a lot of fun, too, yes. to see him freak out as everyone else is very confused. Oh, yeah, because no one else can see the ghost, we find out. So, <laughs> Which also a clever shot, because it pans away, and then when it pans back, you don't see the yeah. ghost, because now you're from their perspective. It's great, yeah. The staging in this movie is fantastic. So, But, yeah, Toshiro Mifune gives an absolutely, like, just energetic and performance that's just so good to watch so <laughs> but yeah so um unfortunately there are a couple negatives um that i noted upon this viewing so uh, we'll get into that now um i'll let you start out because i have been talking a lot this past section so okay uh because we did mention before that the opening was a clever way to save money where they don't show the balance they just show the uh scouts oh, Mm-hmm. Or the messenger, the scout. Yeah, the messenger's coming and saying, we took back the Fort 2, we took back Fort 3. That was clever. It'd be really nice if through the rest of the movie they didn't keep doing stuff like that. There are a lot of moments where, like, a character will go off to do something and it just kind of seems needless. Like, character, like for example, uh, Toshino Mifune goes off to murder the king. And we kind of just stick with the lady as all this is going on. Um, it, it's like, it, would that have really been so hard to shoot? And I would say like, oh, well, maybe we get to see more of how she's really feeling about this. Cause she did just basically egg on her husband to murder, mm-hmm. but her back is turned to the camera the entire time. It's really just, weird. Yeah. She doesn't even really move. It's just like, you sit there for about five minutes and he comes back with blood on his hands. Yeah. And again, I get it's supposed to be like, oh, it's Shakespeare, so you kind of shot a couple scenes like a play, but it's like some things that work in play might not work as well in a movie. So, it, or it drags the pace, yeah, the pacing down. Uh, speaking of fucking pacing issues, <laughs> there are c- several scenes in this movie I noted that could have just been edited down. What you you're telling me the two horsemen running yeah. through the fog sixteen times? Uh, could have been cut down that was especially the one i was like they they literally go like in and out and in and out and in and out of the fog so many fucking times i was like okay we get it you're still in the forest get get the fuck on with it you already the spirit's gone you're coming out of the forest get on with it (laughs) get to the point come on we can do this yes and there's just there are just a couple times where the uh, uh the pacing does just kind of drag Especially in the middle of the movie, that just yes. kind of comes to a very grinding halt. It does. Like, when this stuff happens, it's really good and really interesting, but there are a couple moments where, like, things just kind of drag. And I know, like, some of them he was trying to give, at, like, trying to build atmosphere and stuff, but um, some of it just doesn't work, frankly. And this is a weird thing. I kind of would have been. I did. I wasn't super interested in the story, if I'm being honest. That's fair. Just it didn't grab me much. I think a interesting way to tell the story would have been from the wife's perspective. Mm-hmm. This lust for power and forcing her husband to go through with all this stuff, but also 
as he goes in, he seems to go insane because of the spirit, and we don't know if the spirit is real or not. We see him break down, and then she breaks down due to the uh, losing the baby and things falling apart. Mm-hmm. Anyway, actual segues are hard. Yeah, actual segues <laughs> are hard. Um, so you were saying, sorry. Yeah, I, I guess I've been feeling this with the other Kurosawa movies as well. Not so much Yojimbo. That one is fistful of dollars. It just works. As a it movie. does. It's really enjoyable. <laughs> And I know I even like the description picture for that episode. I made joke of fistful of dollars. I know Yojimbo came first before yes. internet comments get pissy with me. Just <laughs> just before all you pedantic fucks start saying, technically, we covered it first, so I make jokes about it. Yes, but a lot of his movies, I don't know. I well, the movies we've seen so far, it feels like the plot could have been more interesting, but instead we just kind of got what i'd expect from it yeah like there there were some things that like we thought were going to be like more clever than they actually were but then not being like you know obviously a whole stereotype of uh ghosts and like mystic figures in general is they will give you predictions but um you have to be really really specific because they will be pedantic and um like he says you will not lose or something you will never lose any battles until the trees go and justin thought it was going to be like oh it's not going to be a battle technically it will be a slaughter Um, yeah like he was going to try to cheer on his men by saying this won't be a battle it will be a slaughter and that's why he loses yes but no it is literally the trees move (laughs) no they were used the i guess it is still a bit clever of like the enemy thought knew they were outnumbered so they wanted to use the trees as camouflage which freaked everyone out yep yep like kind of an unintentional psychological warfare (laughs) and um fun fact you know when when they were looking out of them at night um i was i was afraid that like i I don't know if you picked up on this or not but you couldn't there was a it was a long distance shot and you could see them moving something long in distance they were moving the trees and at night i noticed in the sound design you could hear the sound of like chopping wood when they were saying oh well they're not making any fires Oh, I didn't catch that. That's that is clever. Yeah, I noted. I I noted some foreshadowing because I knew it was going to happen, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Oh God, is Justin going to figure this out?" (laughs) That's a big spoiler. Uh... (laughs) It's okay. They already spoiled the ending. Exactly. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Um, but it just yeah, like you said, it's just it, it it's what you would expect it to be very solid film but there's it doesn't really try to go beyond anything like there is some really good stuff in it and i think it is still clever but um it's not like you know there's nothing that really elevates it above just yeah it's a good movie i i kind of okay this is gonna be a comparison that will make you mad okay but i don't mean it as harshly as it sounds okay this kind of feels like oceans 12 to me Mm. I mean that in this, not that the plot is anywhere as bad as fucking Ocean's no, Twelve Jesus, was. Yeah, that plot was fucking horrible. But yeah, sorry. Uh, continue. But I feel like, like the camera work, the set design, that everything that doesn't have to do with the story, fantastic, looks great, mm-hmm. sounds great. It's just when I get to the main story and the pacing of it. I can't really enjoy it that much. That's fair. Yeah. Obviously, if you don't like a story in a film, you're not going to enjoy it. Like, that's just how it is. Like, that wouldn't make sense otherwise. If you can't get into the plot, it's you're not going to enjoy the movie. <laughs> yeah. It, 
if you can't get into the plot and characters, well, that's kind of the main moving force of everything. Yep. So, yeah. Um, and I get that. That's fair. I mean, the story uh, could have definitely been done better, I will admit, but or it just might not be your cup of tea. Who knows? So, yeah, I'm also not a big Shakespeare person. So. Yeah, exactly. So, obviously, you wouldn't enjoy Shakespeare adaptations. So, <laughs> Except Romeo plus Juliet, because it's perfect. Because of how fucking stupid it is. Uh, I love... Oh, man. I'm, sorry, anytime I think about yeah. that movie, because I had to watch it in uh, high school. It's been years since I've watched it, too. I don't think I've watched it since, like, college. <laughs> fucking over Ugh. five years ago. I'm not saying, like, I don't understand why people enjoy the movie or that there's nothing I'm here. Of course, there's, like I said, all the stuff that isn't do with the story, fantastically done, especially for 50, uh, 57, right? Yes. But, yeah, um, and that's the thing. Like, and while I said the positives are still there and it's a really good movie, it's just I felt that there were some problems that held it back, namely the pacing. There were some pacing issues and there were moments of the film, I think, that could have been edited down or streamlined they could have definitely gotten to the point faster but if you're interested in this movie i'd say still give it a watch so it's probably still on hbo max yeah so if you're interested check it out we're not going to tell you don't watch this movie so (laughs) but you just technically did no I, i said still watch it if you're interested yeah but you still did say the words don't watch this movie Shut the fuck up. Uh, don't watch this movie, Buck. Anyway. Uh, I am a spirit of the force. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, anything else you need to say on it, you think? Um, not really. All right. So, yeah, that's Throne of Blood. Um, <clears throat> I will say this. Um, let me think here of how to words this. Before we spin the wheel, I will say this. Um, if we land on Seven Samurai next... Um, next well, time we're we'll, going on the series wheel. Next. I know we are, but I'm saying like next time we land on Kurosawa, if we get to Seven Samurai, we'll watch that. And if you still aren't into Kurosawa, I am willing to take the remaining three off of the wheel. I think that's fair. Because yeah, like I, again, I still really enjoy these movies. They aren't as amazing as I remember them, just because I've branched out. Because uh, I think I first got into him like decades ago like when i was in college like my first year of college was when i really got into him was like oh this is good but you know obviously with anything taste of all and all that and while i still really love them and i really have a soft spot for them and i definitely rewatch a couple of them myself personally um i i do i am kind of seeing a couple of issues here while they're while they're still really good and i will praise kurzawa's technical prowess forever until the end of time i will always just you know <laughs> say i will always jack off to that but <laughs> But yeah, um, I will say this. If we get to that, don't like it, remaining three are off. Done. That's fair. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, one more thing. I'm not sure. We'll see with Seventh Samurai, I guess. But <laughs> I'm going to say this without context and I'll give it some. But I think I'm a pervert. <laughs> I mean, we're all technically perverts. I... <laughs> now, the reason I'm saying this is uh, David Fincher, when talking about how he uses a camera, mm-hmm. he jokingly calls his audience a pervert because one of the, his main style choices is the camera is always like this free-flowing object. It, that's why it's always on a dolly or on a uh, tripod, so that way it looks smooth and just moves throughout the scene like it's not 
really there. Mm-hmm. And that's how camera work should be. If an average moviegoer is watching a scene, you don't want to think of, oh, where the camera placement is. Obviously, we are going to know stuff like that just because that's our field. That's what we're in. And we appreciate film like that. We'll be like, oh, yeah, they got this angle by doing this and all that. Um, well, more of the difference of shaky cam makes you feel like you're in the moment, yes. but the floating around one makes you feel like you're observing. Has almost more of like a voyeuristic effect at times. Yeah, which is why he jokingly calls them yes. perverts. Yep. Which I can't, I'm thinking I like that style more, and Kurosawa is very much, for at least the movies we've seen, is very far back to show the whole thing. Yes. That may also be a slight hindrance to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's not to say he doesn't use close-ups. He uses them a lot, and when he does use them, they're very fluid, very mo- like full of motion, all that. Like, in Yojimbo, I thought it was interesting. I, that was, like, cool, because, like, a lot of the dialogue scenes, it was very close-up, and it would, like, very be very fluid as it, like, swayed and tracked the characters running around and going like this. Like, the scene in here, too, where they're running through the forest. It's shot very close-up, and they're just like, ah, as it, like, swings by, and there's trees and all that. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, he does use a mix of the two. And in this one, there are a lot more far away shots because I think they were trying to emulate plays and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's just another little thought before we get to the wheel. Yes. So and um, a couple of interesting behind the scenes stuff. Um, American military actually helped out a lot with this movie. Really? In Kurosawa's um, own words, I think this is from his like autobiography or something, um, it was a very hard film to make. We decided the main castle set had to be built on the slope of Mount Fiji, or Mount Fuji, not because I wanted to show the mountain, but because it has precisely the stunted landscape that I wanted, and it's usually foggy. I decided that I wanted lots of fog for this film. Making the set was very difficult because we didn't have enough people and the location is so far from Tokyo. Fortunately, there was a U.S. Marine Corps base nearby, and they helped a great deal. Also, a whole MP battalion helped us out. We all worked very hard indeed, clearing the ground, building the set. Our labor in this steep, fog-bound slope, I remember, absolutely exhausted us. We almost got sick. Jeez. And then, uh, interesting thing, too, about uh, the famous arrow scene, which, uh, just to get into that a little bit, um, if it looks like it was dangerous, it's because it actually was. And uh, Toshiro <laughs> Mifune's, like, look of fear is probably because he was actually terrified for his life. <laughs> yeah, they just shot actual arrows yeah. at him. Wajisu's death scene, in which his own archers turn upon him and shoot him with arrows, was in fact performed with real arrows, shot by knowledgeable and skilled archers. During filming, Mifune waved his arms, which was how the actor indicated his intended bodily direction. Huh. So when he's like waving them out, like chopping the arrows up with his hand, like waving and all that, him signal him like waving his arm down was signaling to the archers, I'm going to go over here, so don't fucking shoot me, basically. <laughs> There's some pretty close shots. Oh yeah. Like you see in clo- there are some close up shots of his face where like arrows come in, and you just see like him look over and just be like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're telling me he got bad blood with Kurosawa later on? I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this was one of the things that uh, made him do that. They did make up Blair. Yes. But... 
which is nice. Yeah. And if you guys don't know that's the background, that story, I know we're just randomly saying that, um, uh, in the film, I think it was made in like 1960. It's called red beard. And in which Toshiro Mifune plays a, a doctor in feudal Japan. Like, um, it's kind of more of a drama than anything. Um, but after that film, he was no longer in any of Kurosawa's films because during the filming of that, they had like a serious fallout and never really talked to each other after that. But I forget whose funeral it was. It was either like a close friend or actor or someone they both knew and they were both there and they were getting kind of older at that point. And they kind of, they kind of made up during the funeral. Like afterwards they kind of made up and be like, yo, I'm sorry. And all that. So <laughs> wholesome moment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's about it for the movie. <laughs> it, do you want to? Yeah, there we go. I think we want to. I want to. I don't know if your computer does, but I do. I I needed to load a, a screen anyway. Oh. So, if you are new here, we are. This is the long series wheel or the sellout wheel. On this, we have eighteen now movie series. Every time we land on, we continue we continue the series or start it because there are still like half the list we haven't started yet. <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. Uh, what ones haven't we started? Men in Black, Alien, Scream, Die Hard. Uh, the only reason we got James Bond is because we forced it because there's so many movies. Yeah, we cheated that one. And Back to the Future. Yes, and Back to the Future. I still don't know how the Back to the Future episode's going to go. We're going to really yeah. see on that. I know we'll probably have more say on two or three since it's like, especially three gets shit talked a lot. But the first one, we'll see how it goes, because that is kind of one of those movies we're a bit worried about because it kind of has been talked to death. Yeah. Worst comes to worst, we'll do what we're planning to do with Die Hard. Uh, yeah. When we do land on Die Hard, it may be right now. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably cover the first and second movie in one episode because everyone's talked about the first movie. Yeah. Everyone's seen the first movie at this point. We don't have to say too much. We really don't. So uh, we we know that that first film is going to be brief. So <laughs> yeah, well, we'll basically add anything new that we saw in that viewing. Anyway, besides that, I think <gasps> it is time to spin. spin. God fucking damn it! What we get? What we get? Well, I swore. What what series do you think we land on? Is it Lone Wolf and Cub? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're back with... Uh... We're back with The Adventures of Lone Wolf and His Cub, which we are desperately hoping go better than last time because from here on out it is uncharted territory um we see we saw the first two we still still really love the first two i still think they're great action movies um but the third one um there was a lot of very 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 uncomfortable content in it and we're really hoping that that does not translate to the rest of them because there are three more movies we have to do in this series I, I could tell you go listen to the last time we covered it, but honestly, I like it's a fine episode we did. I just hate the movie that much yeah. that you could you don't have to watch that episode. No, and it's just it, the movie without going into it is vile, very vile, and it's vile. It's exploitative. I don't fucking yeah. like it. Nope, neither did I. We were both just very uncomfortable and felt horrible talking about it. So. Yep, we're really hoping that the rest of the series does not go this route. But uh, you won't get to see this mo us cover this until December. 
we have one more movie. It's a Halloween special. And then we have movie month. Yay! I'm so excited for that. So, um, I'm adding... Yeah, so... hmm? I was just going to say, I'm editing the first episode of that. We kind of split up to work and uh, movie month will have a video feed for all of the episodes. Yeah. The YouTube version, you will see our stupid fucking faces <laughs> crammed in my brother's old bedroom. <laughs> Excuse me. We're beautiful and you can shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, I like lying to myself too, but <laughs> some lies I even I can't believe. Self-depreciating humor. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> what do you mean humor? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to interact with the show more, you can follow us on Twitter, at Roulette Cinema. If you wish to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc. on Twitter. If you wish to watch a video version of the podcast, it can be found on the YouTube channel, CamCam. Cam. Thanks again to Teller's Place for making the base art for all of our thumbnails. And if you enjoyed the show, Please remember to subscribe or rate on whatever podcast app you use.